All right, we are live. This is the hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcast, where we look to educate, empower, and entertain small business owners and entrepreneurs. Today, we are talking about ways in which you can build referral relationships, and specifically how you can get to $100,000 a year by working with people in your sphere of influence. So let me ask you something. How different would your life be if you were bringing in $100,000 a year or enough that you didn't have to worry about your bills. Small business owners such as real estate agents, eight real estate agents do have that ability to do exactly that if they only knew how they should be working their sphere of influence. This is the second of a four-part series on referral relationships. And I am your host, Jason Wells, ESQ, attorney, entrepreneur, realtor, and business developer. And I'm joined by my good buddy who truly needs no introduction. That would be me, right? Yes, that would be you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. I'm excited. Chris, Chris Niederhauser, ESQ, in the house. Oh, I wasn't going to introduce myself because I didn't need an introduction. <laughs> you really, you really don't. So I kind of, kind of, kind of blew that for you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Chris, Chris and I would love to connect with you beyond the podcast. You can find me on any social media network at Jason Wells ESQ. And you can find me at C-H-R-N-I-E Law. Law. Today, we are broadcasting you, sponsored by, broadcasting to you, sponsored by the Plus Play Realty Network, whose Jason agents rank. <laughs> I am. <laughs> whose agents rank in the top 1% of all teams nationally and is only the 12th team in the country to have five or more locations, all located throughout the Western United States. And Whoa. I'll tell you, coming up next week, is Keller Williams Family Reunion. Keller Williams yeah. Family Reunion in Las Vegas. If you're we'll not there. familiar with Family Reunion, it is a humongous convention for the world's, yeah, the world's largest brokerage by agent count and soon to be by volume. Have you seen the numbers? They are closing in quickly on highest production by per agent total as well. Keller Williams Family Reunion in Vegas. Uh, we will be bringing back to you some of the great insights that we get as we attend the conference there. Something I wanted to touch on, though, for all the agents, it's tax time. Ew. I hate tax time, as does just about everybody. And there's some things that, that agents need to know and understand about tax time, okay? As well as there's some things that uh, President Trump is proposing that if go into effect, they are going to affect you uh, in terms of what he's looking to do with the tax code. First and foremost of how President Trump's tax code suggestions are going to impact you is everyone's getting a raise. Yes. I can't think of anybody who wants to complain about tax changes that are going to give you a raise. In fact, for the person who makes about $100,000 a year, that's about going to be about a raise of about $1,700. So nearly $2,000 a year, you'll get a raise. The brackets that are used to adjust to, to define your income they're going to be simplified from nine brackets to three brackets. So an example would be if you're married filing jointly, you'll go from a 12%, you'll go to paying a 12% bracket where up to 75%, your tax rate is 12%. Nice. Then it's 25% for those up to 225,000. And then 33% for anyone who's making $225,000 or more a year. So that is a lot simpler than what what they have in place right now. And I think that something's really important for agents to remember is that when they are filing their taxes, when you file your taxes, your tax rate is equal to your personal tax rate because the majority of agents out there are all independent contractors. 
So all the money that they make is money that is taxable if it's not able to be written off in some fashion. We'll occasionally get questions uh, from, from agents here as we're also attorneys about what do I pay uh, if I am in an LLC or if I'm in a PLLC or if I'm in a partnership, how, how does that affect my tax rate? And really the, the truth is that you're in a past, what's called pass-through taxation there and anything that comes in, it's treated as if just had been paid to you even though it went to your uh, your entity, it's pass-through taxation. So. There are strategies to avoid that pass-through taxation and self-employment taxes, but you're going to have to be producing as an uh, S-Corp tax that way, and that's a whole nother day. Dollar. That's a whole nother show that we're Podcast. just not that boring. Right. We're not going to go that way this way, but in this, <laughs> this episode. Anyway, good news. But, but Chris, is, Chris is exactly right. What I didn't mean to... to to nullify his point, yeah, if you're making $75,000 or more a year, you really should be electing S-Corp treatment. Seek some advice from a tax professional. They'll walk you through it because there's ways that you can you can adjust your tax rates. But the basics of it, it's getting easier. It's getting simpler. That will be very nice. So, Taxes and simple. Hmm. Mm. Who they, they, they'll seldom right. go together. Let's get out of here. Let's it's time for sock game. Yeah, sock game time exciting. coming at you. You know what? I just I like to review last year, last no, week's sock no, game. No, we don't want to do I, that. I think it's important that we review last week's sock game. I mean, we reviewed the previous week for you when you you still beat me. Last week's sock game, oh, man, I came on strong. 116 likes, buddy. How'd you do? How'd you fare? I don't think I did very well, honestly. My sock game was only 64. You had good socks, I have to say, though. You did. Yeah, the 64 likes. Well, folks out there, it's time for Sock Game. So go check out our Instagrams. You can find me on Instagram, Jason Wells ESQ, and using the hashtag show us your socks. Today, my sock game. Let me pull it up here for those watching. It's a special sock game because on Sunday, you know, I happen to be a really big Walking Dead fan. And the Walking Dead is returning on uh, on Sunday night. So in honor of the return of The Walking Dead, there you go. I'm wearing brand new Walking Dead socks. Nice. Right? I hadn't even seen those. Yeah, Daryl Dixon on him riding his motorcycle, The Walking Dead. Look, Negan, you ain't got nothing on Daryl. He's coming for you as is Rick. Dang. That's, what you got, Chris? That's going to be strong. tough to beat Walking Dead. Look at those hashtags you used. Jeez. Yeah, man. Nuts. I know what I know. What's going on? I've been listening to Gary V. I'm I'm a little bit worried by it. Anyway, I'm not going to say that I'm intimidated because I've got some. But it rhymes with schmimidated. <laughs> I've got some pretty good socks today. So here we go. Sock game, Avengers socks. Ooh. Yeah, I've already got 15. We'll see how it goes. See, you always you always take out like out of the box right out of the gates. You kill me. In wow. fact, if we were to if we were to review at the end of the episode, you would probably beat me every time. Yeah, well, let's do that. That's the new rules. I don't like that rule. So we will continue to review <laughs> a week later. Uh, all right. Anyway. You got everyone on there. What's that? Yeah, I got them on there. They're all on there. All right. Looking good. Well, you can vote for us. Go to Jason Wells ESQ on Instagram. That's how you vote. 
because that's where the one you're going to want to vote for the winning stocks. It's not Jason uh, no, no. CHRNIE law. And Jason, if you could come over and vote on mine. <laughs> I, I, I actually like do every time vote for you. I know. I, I, I help you out there, buddy. I always come begrudgingly <laughs> over to yours to vote. Anyway. All right. Let's do this thing. All right. Time for the beautiful part of the program. Here we go. Okay. We, we, we're going to recap just a little bit of last week. Last week, we talked about the power of using Facebook to find Facebook gold. We're dropping a link in the notes. If you didn't catch last week's episode, uh, the link to episode 12 is there in the notes. People, did there. Yeah, right? <laughs> people want relationships, you know? And the, the thing is that people want to have a relationship. They don't just want to have you know, somebody that's bugging them and trying to get uh, their, their business from them. So the key thing is to always be providing value. And we talked about how you need to go beyond the newsletter, the, the recipe cards, the, the fridge magnets, and, and go to building relationships. Chris, why don't, you, why don't you quick recap really quickly the three by three? Sure. It, the three by three, the principle behind the three by three is to stop pushing out to your sphere um, and those, those people that you want to build relationships with and listen to them. And to do that, you want to go out there and use the tools that you have. So we used Facebook as the example, but you can do this on any social media platform. You could do this, it'd be a little bit harder through Snapchat, but you could still get it to work. You can be a lot more organized inside of Facebook, and that's why it's great for business purposes. Um, so anyway, the three by three is doing three comments and three private messages to your SOI or the contacts that you think will be the biggest connectors and builders of your business each year. And so you create a list of 150 and you systematically comment on posts and private message them about their posts inside of Facebook. And what you've done at that point is your, your goal in that is to listen to what they're posting and comment back in a substantive way that is meaningful and will make them feel special. Like is such an easy thing to do nowadays. And so this is a, a method of actually listening to them and letting them know that they were listened to. And I get it because you're still talking to them, but if you're responding to something that they're saying, then you're actively listening by responding and doing something that makes them feel special. People love comments. It and gets you in attention. front of them. Right. You want attention. And you, the listener, you want attention. You can't tell me that when you post something, you're not, they're going back. I like want to go look at my Instagram yeah, right exactly. now and see how many likes I've got. See how many likes <laughs> I have on my stuff. As you watch them roll in, it's like, oh, nice. Anyway. The comments are the ones that mean more. And so if you go back, like when somebody gives me a comment on the socks or gives me a comment on one of the things that I post on Facebook or blog or something that I'm doing, it always engages me more than just having a like. And so that's what we're asking people to do in the three by three on our team is go out and actually make their, their SOI and their sphere of influence feel special. And the goal is to make six people feel special every single day that you're doing it. And if you do that over time, you've added a whole nother layer of touches where you're listening and not pushing out, like sending a, a magnet, sending those things, recipes, newsletters, emails, drips, all that stuff. It's pushing and it's talking to them or talking at is probably a better way of saying it. Talking at them. And so what we wanna do is we wanna generate with all of the tools we have in the new digital age we live in and the connections and the, the media plat social media platforms we have, we can connect in a different way and it's easier. All those campaigns and the 33 touches, which we can talk a little bit more about today, those things were all built upon the preface that there was the phone, there was mail, and then there was 
email, which was, came into it a little bit later, and then there was just the face-to-face. -face. Well, now most people are on these, these platforms and the apps are everything. So this is a huge tool for business, and if you're not taking advantage of it, watch the show. You can grab the screenshot of, of some of the stuff that we we put together for it, and it's it's something you can implement immediately and see direct results. In fact, we just did this with our team on Tuesday at the One Thing meeting, just made them get out their phones and do it, and I had success. I got somebody that wanted me to do a listing for their house with our team right then. So, just right then, and everybody from the comments and the the personal direct messages that they sent out, everyone had a 100% response rate. Yep. You ain't getting that from direct mail. Or, or phone. Nope. Like that's the thing is that this is something where people interact more on this. Like they're like, sometimes people are mad when you're calling them. And it's like, why are you calling me? And it, text or messaging, these are, these are amazing tools and you go find them where they're at and it's, it is, it's almost evergreen in how it attaches to them. Because of voicemail, people don't listen to their voicemails anymore. But Instant Messenger and Facebook, I've got one of those. It's new. There's a you know, there's a newness to it still that it's it's almost better than text in some cases. It really is. So it's time to capitalize on that. As Chris said, watch our episode if you if you forgot any of this or you don't know exactly what we're talking about. Episode twelve, we talked about finding Facebook gold. There's a link in the notes. You can go check that out as well as if you check out Chris's. Instagram page, but don't like his socks while you're there. Do he, it. He, he put a post on there of what the three by three breaks down to, as That's well right. as in our show notes from last time, we have a link to a training video if you'd like to know more about doing that three by three, because we have an agent on the team who closed eight deals in December, primarily off of doing the three by three. Overtime, consistent action works. All right. Now, the National Association of Realtors reports that business. Referral business accounted for 42% 42% of all buyers and 62% of all seller transactions recently, and that over 80% of people would want to use their realtor again. However, fewer than 20% actually re-engage their realtor. Okay, that's a big, big problem for those in the real estate industry, and it's not just it's only not only life isolated to the real estate industry. This applies to attorneys as well. This applies to loan officers. This applies to anybody who works on a referral-based business. That you do a good product for them, they'd be happy to come back to you, but they lose touch with them over time. And today we're talking about what you need to be doing and what we do here within the network to generate a ratio of for every 12 people in our database, we have two transactions coming out and what that means for our agents. Now. For most of you out there, you may have heard of what's known as the Millionaire Real Estate Agent, MREA. It's this big red book that Gary Keller and David Jenks wrote several years ago. Actually, MREA 2 is rumored to be coming out next week at Family Reunion, updated and revised for what's happening in the, in the business today. But from that book, they came out with what they called the 33 Touch. And the 33 touch is supposed to be this system that uh, based off the idea that if you touch somebody in your database 33 times over the course of a year, they're going to provide you referrals and they're going, you're going to be top of mind with them. And that's where this idea that you do this throughout your database for every 12 people in there, you get two results. All right. So how did it really come about, Chris? What, what was the intent of the 33 touch and what are we seeing people do with a 33 touch these days? Well, the intent of the 33 touches to create relationships and be top of mind. 
Like that's really what the the intent is. It's not even to call them 33 times and ask them to give you a referral. It's just to stay in front of them, let them know what you're doing. Um, it's a combination of, of different touches, meaning mail, it's direct mail, emails, phone calls, face-to-faces. So the intent was to build a relationship. And what it's actually turned into has been an automated drip campaign that I have. Check. My yep. business and is now working. As, as Chris has said, marketers ruin everything, and that's exactly what happened. People were reading the, the MREA. Businesses thought, hey, they need a 33 touch. What if I create a system that gives people a 33 touch? They just drop them in, and they get 33 emails because everyone's opening email these days. Again, this was like 10 years ago. And born was the 33 touch drip campaign campaigns, and the majority of agents think that if I just put them on this drip campaign and they just I just touch them with these messages, that's going to be all I got to do, and I'm going to get business. And and the the really funny part is is the it's gone so far outside of its intended purpose that yes. like if you pay me a hundred dollars, I'll give you this system. Like people have monetized it in a, a really really bad way. So marketing has ruined everything with this. And now people don't ever open their, like, it, this isn't just because of 33 touches are. No, it's just the way the society has moved. It's just now people don't even pay attention to it, spamming. That's all it is. Like, people are now spamming their friends and family. And that's what you want to get away from. You don't want to have that be part of what you're doing. So best practices for a CRM, because if you do not have it systematized, you're not going to do it. Yeah, there, there's no way you're going to hit your 33 touches or or art ours isn't even a 33 touch ours is like a 46 touch system right. okay but whatever your system is you're not going to systematically happen you're going to occasionally hit them with something oh i haven't sent anything out for a while i should well, i should send it that's part of why it was ruined is because people weren't doing it and they thought something's better than nothing so how many that, times have you heard that on that note, you could like you can make an argument about it being something is better than nothing, and maybe one or two things will drop out. But something does not create a business. True, like, correct. Something better than nothing does not create a business. Something is better than nothing over the short term. Right. So implement and do the things that you need to to implement. But like you need to go back and you need to make it something where you're looking at it and you're saying this is going to work to build a relationship. So. Going through it and creating a spreadsheet and saying, what are the things that I would like to do? So, Jason, what are some of the things that we have in our touches? It's, we, we took ours and went way beyond just email, emails. I think right. you go through ours and there's, there's like out of the 46 touches, there's like maybe 12 emails in there that, that, are, that are systematized in there. We, we've one. got things like quarterly phone calls or monthly phone calls, depending on how the person uh, uh, grades out in the database. We have face-to-face -face meetings, events and parties is a huge thing, and we'll be talking about that on the next podcast, specifically about doing events and parties. Facebook messages, like we talked about with the three-by-three, three, text communications, pop buys, and what we, what everything really just needs to be a value touch that we do that. And we'll come, I'll come back to the value touch thing here in just a second, because I think it's important to know, when you put people in your database, they need to be graded. You can't treat everybody the same because they're not, from a business sense, they don't all have the same ROI for you. So you have to you have to get your people in the database and then grade them. Now, within the Press Play Network, what we do is we have anyone who comes on the team, their goal, their priority number one is get 150 people from their sphere of influence into the database. 
graded and categorized. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is they need to have, they Thanks may have 300 that question because I was going to ask you what, <laughs> what you mean by that. Because they, they, they may have 300 people in their database. That's fine. They can put them all in there. But we want to work on the top 150 because there, there, there's, what is it, Dungan's Law or something. There's a law that says you can only manage 150 Curmudgeon's social relationships. <laughs> Curmudgeon's Law, right? Right. Okay. So because you can only manage 150 relationships, we're going to say, okay, which ones are the most valuable, the most likely to give you business of those, of those and we're going to put them in what we call the top 150. So we get pushback on this from a lot of agents. They're like, I don't want to grade my family or I don't want to like cut some of them out. I've got 300 people in here. I need to farm all of them. I need to get like in front of all of them. But what you've done by that is you've taken your efforts that were focused and powerful and you've put them out to people that would never ever give you business. Maybe it's Uncle Darren who's also a realtor or something, right? So what you're doing is you want to focus in on those top 150 who will actually be giving you business. And that's what it is. So you can still send your Christmas card list to all the people in your database, all the- And you uncle, should, yeah. you should. So, but this is the people that you're going to focus your efforts on. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna magnify your efforts here and, and condense the power into those 150 because those are the relationships you need to be on purpose about. What we find is when you are on purpose with those 150 relationships, this is where the magic happens. On a ratio of 12 to two, it's producing 24 deals a year. 24 deals a year by focusing on that 150 because of the 12 to two ratio. Now, if your average price point is like ours is in Phoenix right now at 225, that's going to be over, you're, you're making well over $100,000 a year, GCI. Now that's, that's total out before you pay any expenses or anything. But again, I ask you as we did in the beginning, whose life isn't gonna be transformed by by having a hundred thousand dollars, extra, extra, yeah, extra. Okay, so that's why we 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 say take this hundred fifty and we're going to grade them. How do we grade them? Is is based on three categories. We have them be an A, a B, or a C. An A person is somebody that has referred you business in the last twelve months. Okay, they have to have referred you business in the last twelve months to get an A level. The only exception is if you're a brand new agent, of course, nobody's referred you anything. So you can say, all right, the people who are most likely going to refer me business in the next 12 months. And if they don't, they're out of the A's. Okay. And they become a B. A B is somebody you would like to become an A. So those B's are people who, who know, maybe it's an attorney, you know, or it's a, you know, a, a, a stager or something that you know that they're talking to people that could refer you business. So you want to move them into an A. You want to have a close ambassador type relationship with them where they are an advocate for you. So you want to move them from a B to an A. Now your C's, these are kind of the, this is kind of your catch all. This is where your, your friends and family go that eh, they might refer you something, they might not, but you're definitely going to stay in contact with them. You're, those are your C's. And so your C's, are people who are going to look to move from a C to a B. You're looking to move your B's into A's. And the more A's you can have, the more value, more valuable your database is going to become. And so how, the, go ahead. Yeah, the point of that is like getting them to move down, that's what you're doing with your touches. You're trying to keep the ones who are A's as A's. You're trying to get the ones who are B's to become A's. And then you're trying to get those C's into an A as well. So you need to keep downward pressure on that funnel. So we've talked about the, the funnel before in terms of lead generation and online leads, right? And so when we say that we've got this funnel, 
everybody coming in at the top, we don't, we want to stir it around and we want to keep things going down. And so that's what the value touches are supposed to do. So we, we give on our team, we give, um, you know, some conversation starters that need to be had with those people to kind of grade them. Because a lot of times people come into this and they're like, I don't know who's an A or I don't know who's a B or a C. And, or I don't even know how to go about talking to them. I don't, right. People are afraid to call their SOI and, and see if there's business to even be had. So the call then becomes like calling. This is what like a lot of new agents will do. They'll get thrown into a, new, a brokerage and the broker will say, go call your SOI and just say, hey, go call them and say, do you know anybody who's thinking about buying, selling, or investing in real estate? I'd love to be your guy. And oh then gosh, jump in and say, who do you know is actually how they say it. And then don't stop. Don't talk anymore. And then what happens is the person on the other line is like, ah, and they probably want to help you, but now it's awkward and, and they're not sure exactly how to answer and they feel bad for you. And if they don't say something now, do you think that person wants to feel that way again? So when you call them again the next month, who do you know that wants to buy? Pretty soon they're going to stop answering your call and they're going to avoid you. That's what's going to happen. So what we want to do is create a relationship. This isn't a, a who do you know kind of call. These are, hey, you know what, I'm in real estate now. I really want you to know that first call to try and decide where you're gonna grade them. If you knew somebody that was gonna do this, who would be your real estate real estate guy or gal? And asking that question, a lot of times they'll either say, well, you, I, just, I knew you just got your license. Or they'll say something along the lines of, I don't know. And then, or I'm gonna use Uncle Darren still. Because he knows what he's Uncle doing. Uncle Darren. So then you can follow up with that, not coming from a place of, you know, well, screw you or anything like that. It's, it's coming from a place of what would it take for me to be that person? And then it's, it's a better open conversation. And that's a way to get to grading, but that's not really what we want to do every single time we talk to them. So that's one touch, right? That's your initial time through the database. Now right? what? And, and you kind of get an idea. Are they an A or B or a C? And you grade them out. So once you've gone through that, like Chris has said, you go through and you kind of get an idea of who's your A, B's, or C's, you now need a systematic plan. It goes back to having a CRM that right. you can systematically work because you're going to work your A's differently than your B's and your B's differently than your C's. And that's and the downward pressure. The, all that downward pressure that you're bringing on them, you're going to give more of your time and attention with that downward pressure to the A's yep. versus the B's. So something that we have is every month, on our team, our system notifies the agents to call their A-graded clients. So you're going to call your A-graded clients every month. You're going to look to have a face-to-face -face meeting with them quarterly, at least quarterly. Okay. So what are we saying when we make these phone calls? Because you can't say it now. So who are you going to use? Do you still me? Is it, am, I, am I still the guy? No. You're your guy, right? <laughs> you're not going to have that conversation. Your conversation is about relationships. And so if you're doing things with your value touches and what we talked about going through the, the Facebook three by three and stuff, you know what's going on in their life. My favorite question to ask is what's your biggest challenge? That broad. It can be personal. It can be in business. It can be spiritual, whatever. What's your biggest challenge? Because whatever that biggest challenge is, is going to become my homework to solve and figure out for them. What do you think that does in a business when you're in a relationship? I mean, when you're now bringing up the value, I know that that, you know, Jim or Sally or whoever has this issue and I've just presented the solution. doesn't mean I have to pay for the solution, but maybe I, I can connect two people together. Maybe I can find a resource and say, hey, have you checked this out? 
all of those become value touches as you follow up with that person based on what they said their biggest challenge was. And so now you're talking about ways to help them and they begin to see you as a connector that you know so many other people and not, you're not just limited to this real estate person, but you're someone who's there that's valuable to them, which provides them with what, what I refer to as social currency. And when somebody has social currency, they wanna spend it. They, they wanna brag about the things they know. So somebody says, hey, I'm looking for, for a, a real estate agent or I'm thinking about selling, you know what? You need to talk to Jason. And why you, the reason you need to talk to Jason is because of this and this and this, and they spend the social currency. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, having that ability to connect other people, uh, a lot of times people are hesitant only because they don't really know or trust that their people are gonna be taken care of. But if you just solved a problem for them, then they have that trust built in and you didn't have to do anything you know, extraordinary, you just cared. And they, they can feel that caring. And so what we tell our agents on our team is, go in with the, the idea that I need to take one thing away from this conversation, this meeting, this whatever it is, however this, this is happening, this text, come away with one piece of homework that you can do for that person. And that's it. If that becomes your entire 33 touch or whatever you wanna call your system of communication with your, your community, at that point, if that's your goal, every single conversation, take one piece or one thing from that conversation a way that you can actually do for them, even if it's just like going and looking for an article that has something to do with what you guys talked about or what they're interested in that week or whatever, and sending them over a link. If that's all you can come away with, it's not like you're gonna be sitting there, come on, <laughs> give me something <laughs> to do. Because a lot of times we get so stuck in ruts and we've gotta get out of that if you wanna have real relationships and have real conversations with people. It's not, can I send them a market update? I know. That's not value. It's not, and you think about people in the, in the buying cycle, it's every five to seven years, well, seven to nine years, something like that, uh, depending on where you're at in the country, that someone goes through the buy or sell cycle. Well, yeah, five to seven years, nine years of relationship you need to have with that person, and that relationship is not built off of, here's the latest market stats for your neighborhood. Well, and the, the bigger piece to that and the, the deeper part of what, what you just said is you are not mining their business. You're hoping to get their business when it is their time to do something. But after you just sold them a house or you just helped them buy a house or whatever it is, the un it's unlikely they're going to be calling you next week to do it again. Now, you can talk about getting them into investing and things like that. That could be value touch depending on who they are. Side note, but... What you're really doing is you're mining their friends. You want them to become, that's what, that's what it means to be an A, an ambassador. They are going out and they are actively listening for you. And now you have 20 people out there listening to their coworkers. And when they say, you know what, we're just starting to look for a home or we're thinking about selling our home. Oh my gosh, you, then they, we want that person to speak up. And that's what you're creating. You're not creating a passive when someone asks them, who would you refer? Like we want them to actively go out and, and promote your business. Be an advocate for you. Be that, like you said, that right. like we've called it the, the ambassador for you in, in what they're doing. And, and you don't do that by just drip emailing somebody. Mm -hmm. So we, we talked about some of the things we do in our, in our 33 Touch. Now let us define these value touches. Value touches are when you, if you're on Facebook, you're going to comment about what's happening in their life, not just like it or, you know, HBD, happy birthday, right? You're, you're going to tell them 
hey, meaningful. something meaningful about it. Hey, happy birthday. Your family's looking great. I, we really need to get together. Or I was thinking about this when this happened. Whatever it is, make a real meaningful touch and interaction to them. Right? You know, like, this, like just a quick tip. Don't send it in their, their news feed. It gets lost among all the hundreds of other people saying it. Send them a private message, and that's exactly where you should be. And if you're really good, go into the birthdays the day before and send it then. Yeah, in Facebook, it will it will tell you whose event, what events are coming up, and that includes the birthdays that are gonna that are coming up that week. Right. So you send it out the day before if you're that active and you're doing the things that you need to be doing. Like the three by three, that can all be part of that three by three touch campaign. So what you're doing is at that point, you're getting out in front of people saying, hey, I'm not, I didn't want to miss this. I'm going to be busy tomorrow. That's all your message needs to say. I just wanted to catch you and say happy birthday before the big day. What are you, 59 now or something? No, hopefully <laughs> your aunt right. Darren or uncle <laughs> Darren isn't 59. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's, that's a, just a little hack in the system to get in front of people and get noticed before the other stuff. But if you just and stand out from the noise of everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, some other things to do for value touches providing answers to questions they have or helping them find answers to questions, being a sympathetic ear, being a cheerleader for them, um, sharing something with them that made you think about them, that, you know, something that happened, maybe it popped up on your timeline or you mm -hmm. remember something, you know, song on the radio came out, whatever it is, it's reaching out and touching them because value touches, what they do is they increase connectivity, they increase interaction, they increase mind share, and they make the relationship stronger. And that's what you're after. That's what you're trying to do. And that's genuine. You're not doing it for some ulterior motive to, to well, maybe now they'll send me business. You're doing it because the relationship matters. After all, that's why you're in the business in the first place. And you know, the one of the things that our, our team has done is focus on business to business things. Because most everybody has some kind of a connection to entrepreneurship now and they have their own business. There's so many people in your, your immediate community that have a, are running a small business or work with a small business or work inside of a small business, even if they don't own it. Come to them with a perspective. There's, there's huge benefits there in networking that way and coming to them not from a, a personal, even like that, you don't have to do a personal relationship that way. You can come to them a best friend who has a business business, and say, how can we collaborate together here and actually build your business and my business? And then it's a whole different type of relationship you've established with them and they appreciate it because they're not out there, but they're all thinking it. All those small business people, the guy who does landscaping, the, the house cleaner, the, the guy, your best friend that has a wife that does house cleaning, whatever it is, it's that kind of a relationship where you can say, hey, this actually connects with my business. How can I come out and help your business? How can we co-brand with this? How can we create more business for each other? And at that point, they become even more of an ambassador because you're creating money in their pocket now and it's not a, a kind of vampire relationship. Absolutely. So look for those things. Look for ways that you're, you can be that valuable person and bring value to the relationship. That's really what the 33 Touch is about. It's systematizing those value touches. We want to give a big thanks out there to our sponsor today, the Press Play Realty Network, who is now partnering with agents for these exact systems we are talking about here today across the Western United States. If you'd like to know more about joining the network, you don't have to be on the team to join the network. If you'd like to know more about the network, go to pressplayrealty.com slash join. Also, we have a reality web series. 
So check out our web. It sounds like that sometimes. Check out our reality web series where we're giving an unfiltered behind the scenes look at our uh, our expansion team that we have. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook uh, by looking for the keyword press play reality. Remember, all of our hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcasts are simulcast on YouTube Live and Facebook Live at the time of our recording. So don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, like our page on Facebook so that you can be notified anytime we go live and join in on the conversation with us. Thank you so much for giving us your time and attention today. Please leave us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite iTunes, uh, iTunes, excuse me, any of your favorite podcast listening apps. And follow us beyond the podcast on any social media network. You find me at Jason Wells ESQ with that awesome Walking Dead sock game on Instagram, Jason Wells ESQ. It's interesting that you mentioned that. You have 11 likes and I have oh, 16. It. So I just thought I'd check that out one more time. You can check my <laughs> socks out and that Facebook 3x3 at C-H-R-N-I-E Law on Instagram and thanks. everywhere else. And thanks so much, everybody. Until next time, stop living on pause. <laughs>